welcome to Simon Says Let's Talk Business. Today we have a terrific guest, a client of mine, good friend, Patrick Sutton with Milner. Patrick, good to have you with us. It's good to be here, Al. Thank you. Let's have some fun today. You want to? Let's do it. Even though we got Mike listening in, we still can have some fun somehow. That's okay. Well, if he's not going to talk, we can make fun of him, can't we? If he's not looking. As a, like in that commercial, I'm in the room. I'm in the. I'm right here, Al. <laughs> I thought I hit the mute, the mute button. I'm no, sorry. I yeah. can hear you. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> All right. So I'm excited because Patrick's been a longtime client of ours and uh, is into selling, which is, of course, what we're into. It's Sandler training. And uh, Patrick, so you're a sales manager at Milner. Tell us about Milner. That's right. We are a technology service provider in uh, headquartered in Norcross, Georgia. Got offices uh, all over the southeast. A lot of people uh, know us as resellers of copiers, but we do a lot more than that. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because you're you are known as a copier company, but there's a whole lot more to Miller than that, obviously. When right, can you fill us in yeah. on a little bit about that? Well, you know, back in the '90s, we were just a copier company, but as you know, technology has evolved, and uh, so today we uh, do a lot of numerous things. Provide our customers with IT services, cloud storage phone systems, document management software, capture software. Wait, 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 wait. What are you going to do? Lock people up? Chase them down? Lock them up? Well, with the, <laughs> capture the flag? What is with it? What the, is uh, it? What with is the is capture it? software? Yes, we're selling quite a bit to the FBI. Oh, yeah? We're buying it by the dozens. Okay. So tell us what really, what is, a, what is capture software? Yeah. Well, actually, capture software is basically the art of capturing a file or an image. So when you scan... You can either capture it as an image or you can capture the document Mm -hmm. uh, using intelligence. So the capture software basically reads information off the document and and stores it. Okay, so I'm old. School. (laughs) (laughs) I think I got you by a couple years. I don't know. So so we went from the the IBM Selectric. That's right. To the uh, word processing system. Right. uh, And... And, and then we were able to keep those documents, use them again, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you're not talking about that. You're talking about well beyond that, right? A- absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just to give you a quick example, we've got a customer actually just around the corner from where we sit who um, has agents out in the field. So they've got about 100 agents. Okay. And they're delivering material to their customer. And they're doing it the old-fashioned way, paper, two-part forms, three-part forms, a lot of receipts. And when they come back to the office each day, they have a whole stack of papers that few people have the lucky job of sitting there doing data entry oh boy. Uh, and recording that information into their uh, line of business software. When you, when you go into a prospective client's office, what are you looking for? We look for a number of things. Uh, basically, what we want to do is leverage technology to take manual processes and automate those using technology. So that's really what we've done with this client. So these agents uh, basically have iPads. And so when they're out in the field delivering the materials, they just have the customer sign for it. And if there's a paper receipt, they still use paper because a lot of the customers that they're delivering to require paper. Right. Or they're just not really ready to give it up. So what they do is they still have the paper, but they take the iPad and just make a copy of the receipt or a picture rather. And that gets routed back to the home office to where that intelligence from that scan 
gets automatically populated into their backend line of business software. Okay. So it really eliminates a lot of uh, data entry. And uh, in fact, this customer, um, when we discovered this process, uh, going back to what do we look for in our customers' environment, is uh, they were just, they were on the verge of not only hiring two additional employees, but they were looking to take on about a six, they were looking at a six month backlog. So the information and receipts was just starting to uh, pile up. They were pretty desperate to find a solution. So to go in and automate that process, uh, leveraging technology and software was really cool. So do your prospects normally know that they have inefficiencies or do you have to point things out to them? Wow. Another great question. Um, That's what I do. (laughs) I know it is what you do. Um, well, Al, I, I attend this training called Sandler training. We, <laughs> that sounds intriguing. Tell me more. We use this thing called, uh, SBIC quite a bit and which actually stands for, uh, summarize, uh, validate. And I like the I and the C, the I is important and the C is commitment. So to answer your question, we certainly talk to quite a bit of companies that either a don't know they have a problem or B, they know they have a problem. See, they know they have a problem and it's important, but they might not be committed to making a change. So actually taking action in the short term. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So this particular client that I'm speaking of knew that they had an issue. They just didn't know how to fix it. Okay. Yeah. And now they're, now they realize the the extent of the, of the issue and they know how to fix it. Absolutely. And and they know that you're the ones to do it with. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was really a, a pretty easy process. Yeah. Uh, won't go into dollars, but uh, they knew right away the day that they implemented the software that they were going to see an immediate return on investment. So, all right, we we like those stories. Okay, and the and the, and tell us again the return on investment comes from less paper, fewer people involved. What else? Yeah, uh, what else is time? Um, again, they were facing a six month backlog of getting this information into their system. Ooh. So if there was a discrepancy with a delivery or a customer complaint, it took forever for them to resolve. So they, they were it, they were sifting through paper. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So once again, this is Simon Says, Let's Talk Business, and our guest today, Patrick Sutton, with Milner, much more than a copier company, and uh, certainly uh, helping your clients save money, save mm-hmm. time. What else? Know who they can call, and it's dependable. Absolutely. Yeah. As opposed to, should we talk about the other guys? <laughs> we don't have any competition oh, here in Atlanta. Oh, there so you go, yeah. That makes it really nice. Yeah. If only that was the case, huh? <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, I know in your world, because uh, we've talked many times, you've been a client of ours, we've talked uh, quite a bit about the fact that, that it's a pretty cutthroat business, mm-hmm. and uh, you do have competitors who come in on the cheap and cut price from there and how, how do you handle that when that when that takes place yeah well actually it really just depends uh again going back to the sandler if i can put another plug in you, you have That's to not allowed to plug sandler you training, have to okay. you have to be able to measure pain so if they have enough pain then they will change so do you actually ask the question how much do you suppose that's costing you absolutely and what kind of answers do you usually get yeah some surprised yeah. Uh, rarely does anybody know because they've not really thought that far in, in advance. Yeah. So when we typically put a solution on the table, they're not, they're most of our clients look at it initially as a cost yeah. and they don't really see it as an investment. So 
we've uh, it's our job basically to bridge that gap and bring that together so that they can see if I spend some money today, it's going to save me in the long run. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I remember a prospect I had, and I kept talking about the investment, mm-hmm. and he kept talking about the cost. He wasn't ready yet. <laughs> and I kept saying investment, and he kept saying <laughs> cost. And finally, at about the fifth time I said the word investment, he laughed, and he said, you're not going to let me get off the hook on this, are you? No. But it's important, right? I mean, <laughs> w- when when someone buys a system from you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on their – on their P&L, it probably goes on the expense side of the ledger. Right. But it's really a mindset, isn't it? It's, 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 do they think of it as an expense or do they think about it as a way to invest and, and get a return, which is what ROI um, implies, right? A- absolutely. Yeah. And so as a, as a mindset in the prospect's eyes, how difficult is it for you and your team to get prospects to think that way? It really depends on the product, depends on the solution. Uh, going back to the, uh, story that I shared a little earlier, uh, for them, it was super easy. Yeah. They knew that they had nowhere to turn and to show up with this solution. And I, it was just a really easy decision for them. Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't necessarily how much of an investment or how much of a cost it was. How soon can we fix this? So that's on the software side. Oftentimes when you go back to a necessary evil, like a copier or MFP, as we call them, because they're multifunctional products. Okay. They typically, more often than not, see that as an expense. It's a more of a commodity. They know they have to have it, and they know they can't operate without it. Okay. So I think to answer your question, on the solution software side, it's a little easier when you're automating manual processes as opposed to, I've got to have a machine to crank out some paper. Okay. So a while ago, you said that you come in and look at their processes. Is this, mm-hmm. is this a, a formalized needs analysis that you do, that you offer? Mm-hmm. Or how can people that uh, are listening to this and, and, and say, yeah, we probably have some inefficiencies too. How, how, yeah. how, do, how do they engage with you? How do they figure that out? We actually figure it out together. So typically what we do, we start out with a, an initial meeting, uh, get an idea of their environment. Last thing I want to do or I want any of our sales folks to do is show up with brochures. Oh, you don't do the brochures, a, a blazing thing coming in? Back when I started in the 90s, I had they gave me a site seller. They said, go in and tell everybody how great we are, and then ask them to buy. All oh, right. Wow. And uh, ask me how that worked. How did that work? <laughs> well, I made it through. <laughs> but it was painful. Yeah. So. that. So that's that's the way we used to do it. We don't do that yeah. that way. How are you today? Anymore. I'd love to show you how you can save so, money with us. Right. Yeah. What can we do to get you in a copier today? Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> you, not how we sell. You still have that bad plaid jacket and that stubby cigar thing <laughs> yeah, going on. Of course. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You never know. Somewhere in your closet, you can pull it out if you need to. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. 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 So, but no, we we just basically basically go in and and understand get a better understanding of their current state, what their environment looks like, mm-hmm. what goals they're trying to accomplish, yeah. some of the ways that they're trying to get from point A to point B. And oftentimes they're just trying the best they can every day, Monday through Friday to get by. Yeah. Sometimes not even knowing there's a better solution out there. Of course not. People right. get into their routine and they're just got their head down, plowing right. through. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of hard sometimes because we go in an environment 
and I'll see a broken process and it's like, I know how to fix that immediately. Here's what you need. That's what I want to say. You know, but I've remember actually a story of JC Penny, James Cash Penny. And he had a meeting with his sales management team and he was reviewing some accounts, a weekly meeting that, that he had with the sales managers. And I remember he, he had, uh, that has the story goes, he had asked one of them, Hey, what about XYZ company? Uh, did we get that business yet? The sales manager answered, no, we actually did not get that. And JC Penny said, what? We've been working on that forever. You know, why didn't they buy? And he said, well, I tried this, I tried that. And you know, this didn't work, that didn't work. And finally he said, you know what? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And J.C. Penney just looked at him, shook his head. He said, it's not our job to get our clients, or in this particular situation, get the horse to drink the water. Your job is to make them thirsty. So, so oftentimes, again, we walk into an environment, I know how to fix it, but our process works as this. We walk the client through it. We figure out what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. And we work on the solution together. So it's a basic, it, it's a real collaboration between us and the client. Very low pressure. Very low pressure. Because people yep. don't like to deal with, with sales. I mean, trained killers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have those. If there, what I just said didn't work. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So it's backup. We'll plan. send them. <laughs> Guido goes in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So you've been in with Milner a long time, haven't you? Yeah. How long have you been, been there? Uh, actually in two weeks, it'll be 25 years. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, I'm. Hopefully, I'll get my own parking space out of that. I don't know. We'll see. You forget the gold watch. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. You just want a parking space. <laughs> I just, well, parking's an issue at our company. We've hired so many people. Have you really? Uh, Learn a lot? Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. We've been in our building for 15 years, and and uh, we keep growing every year. And so the joke about parking, unfortunately for us, is real. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's not for our customers who are listening. Yeah, they so have, we have, have plenty spaces. of it. You yeah. have your own parking space. Oh, I hey. don't. <laughs> I'll be over there tomorrow. How's That's that? right. So 25 years, uh, yeah. now, you've seen a lot of changes, you, uh, you've probably seen a lot of salespeople, right? Absolutely. But I'm told you don't have as much turnover as most companies in your space. Uh, that is true. Uh, that's another thing that separates Milner uh, from our competitors is uh, the tenure that we actually have. Um, I had mentioned I'm just short of uh, 25 years, but you know there are dozens of other people that I work with, my colleagues that have been with the company longer. You know, we're a privately held company and we have values and we're just really one big family. I mean, I, I've been through a lot over the last 25 years and uh, I, I know how this company takes care of its people. Sounds like it. You yeah. know, you don't keep people if you're not taking care of them. Uh, absolutely. And that, again, speaks to our tenure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think if you're a Milner customer, the reason a good tenure is an advantage is, you know, we know where to go for answers. Now, I'm going to share something with you in the community today that you're probably going to find shocking, but Milner's not perfect, right? That's shocking. Um, I know, I know. But <laughs> look at so, Mike. He, Mike is shocked. Mike Mike is shocked. I, I'm, I don't know what to say. I'm going to walk out of the room right now. That's right. That's right. Where's the crying towel? Okay, right. so tell us Someone the dirt. Earlier. Where's the dirt on yeah. Milner? yeah. So, um, you know, if there's a discrepancy, you know, whether it's, you know, a billing issue or, you know, minor service issue or just whatever, we know where to go for answers. So just like in Sandler, we talk about the decision-making process. It's important for my people to know the decision-making process internally. 
so that when issues come up, we can put that fire out very quickly. And the owner of my company is probably 30 feet down the hall one way. And our vice president that runs a company is 15 feet down the other hallway. So I, I would say conflict resolution, um, helping the customers get what they want quickly uh, happens very quickly. There's not a lot of bureaucracy. There's not a lot of red tape. Uh, we get answers quickly. That's got to be great because most of our listeners are probably thinking, hey, when I have an issue, mm-hmm. I, I get put on hold. Right. Yeah, or I have to do this. Oh, we're still going to put you on hold. I'm just telling you yeah. that we're going to get an answer pretty quickly. But they're probably thinking more like five, six, seven minutes. I remember one yeah. time walking into Sherry's office and, and she was on hold with some service company. And she said, I've been on hold for 25 minutes and still counting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to hang up because if I do, I got to go back to the front of the queue. Yeah. 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 We actually, that's a funny thing that you just brought up. I remember yeah. years ago. Um, meeting with uh, a client, they were complaining about the amount of time they were on hold with their current provider. And mm. I said, that's, that's gotta be awful. She said, well, kind of, they got really good music. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, let's go back to the problems you're having. There you go. <laughs> I'll buy your radio. All right. That's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So I, I want to change gears again. This, this is, uh, Simon says, let's talk business. And our guest today, Patrick Sutton with Milner Inc., filling us in on what it's like to work with a company that really follows through and really has solutions that create efficiencies and eliminate inefficiencies. Can I jump in with a question, Al? Absolutely. Tell me to put headsets on and stand by a mic, so I am. Uh, First of all, 25 years at Milner. So you started when you were like 10 years old. Yes, 11. Very impressive. Thank you. You, You've mentioned, unless I misheard you, you you mentioned yourself as as a copier company. Mm-hmm. Do you consider yourselves more, though, these days, with, especially in the 25 years that you've seen go by, more of an, a technology company right Absolutely. now rather Absolutely. than a copier company? Agco is based here in Duluth, and, of course, they mm-hmm. build those big tractors. Yes. And we've had the president in, uh, of that company on. He says, we're not a tractor company. That's what we build, but we're right. really in the IT business. We're, te- we're a technology-based company now. We have a lot of these companies that are, have computers on board. They mm-hmm. run by themselves. The farmers don't have to even be in the tractors. They can do it remotely. Right. And so he says, we're, we're in the technology business. We're not in the tractor business. Absolutely. And I feel like that's the same for you. Yeah. I mean, we are a true technology service provider. And so, I mean, that, that we do, again, back in the 90s, you know, when I started with the company, uh, we did. We, we would go in uh, with a small little checklist. Uh, do you want your machine to staple? Yes. All right. Put a check here. Do you want to make double-sided copies? Yep. All right. And that was pretty much the extent. But again, going back to automating manual processes and helping companies uh, reach their goals by leveraging technology and implementing technology, that's definitely what our company does this day. So, um, yes, we do still sell copiers. And if anybody needs one, please raise your hand. Yeah, We, we will help help you get what you need. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's changing. It almost has a, I don't want to say a negative connotation, but a, you know, an mm-hmm. old outdated connotation. Yes. Yet people, it's an easy word. It is. Rather than saying we, we do information capturing and so forth. Right. I have some uh, colleagues that I work with that refuse to call them copiers. They are output devices. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> output device. That's right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's, okay. that's what I call my Q-tips. I call them earwax removers. Wow. There yeah. yes. <laughs> we The content of this show is, is, is amazing. Right? And Things moving along. Yeah. <laughs> You're regretting that you told me to stand by a mic. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to talk about that. Maybe, maybe the 
investment goes down. I don't know. This man. has been the final uh, Simon Says show. <laughs> That's right. You're on Business Radio X. <laughs> well, Patrick, you're talking about going from, hey, you know, do you want to staple? Do you need double-sided copy, uh, copying all the way to capturing information and, and uh, efficient processes and so mm-hmm. on? And this is all happening very, very quickly. You must see technology just going crazy quick these days. What yeah. else? What else is coming down the pike? Yeah. Well, you know, I just attended a conference and they showed all these different slides about all the components of an iPhone 5S. And they showed all these slides about how much that technology would cost back in 1991. Okay. Now, 1991 for some of us and some of the listeners out there was not too long ago, but it would cost over $9 million today. To buy an iPhone. To buy all the all the right components, <laughs> uh, all the radios that are in it, all the software, everything. And uh, so, you know, point being is technology oh. is changing just every day. And uh, so what's coming around the corner? Uh, I know that one thing that we are um, helping our customers with and what we're hearing a lot is, uh, and especially what we just talked about at this conference, was um, security. Okay. As we go forward, you know, this technology is not going away. I don't think the uh, internet is going away. And uh, thank you, Al Gore. And I think that uh, companies are so focused on on security. So here's the deal. Up until the, this point, most companies have been worried about external security. Mm-hmm. What can get on or inside my network? Right. Threats from the outside. So uh, what I learned in this conference is what I already knew, but uh, we certainly talked about it a lot more back in 2014. NIST, which is a National Institute of Standards of Technology, issued a mandate that all government and government entities and government providers, rather, have to adopt an insider threat policy. Okay. So an insider threat policy would protect against an employee or a janitor or anybody that could get inside or is inside that building to get control of a printer or a copier, scan anything, fax anything. Uh, in our world, we call that an open environment. What we're seeing is a lot of companies adopt the, that same uh, security threat issues and start developing an insider threat policy. You know, what, what impact would it have on your business if you had an employee that was about to go work for a competitor, for example? took a lot of your information and scanned it to their Gmail account and then said adios next week. Those are real issues. So what we do when we uh, advise our customers and, and work with them, you know, the first question we have is on the way from the lobby back into their office was, hey, I noticed there was a whole bunch of uh, unclaimed copies or prints on your copier that we just walked by. Uh, can anybody in this office print? Can anyone scan? You starts, know, it, you start seeing the light bulbs go off. And it's, go, yeah. it's, it's, it's just about the last security issue that hasn't been covered yet by the majority of the business community yet. Yes. Yeah. So, so we've got, again, we've got software that will lock down every asset, every printer. It will give you reports on who scanned what, what they scanned, when they scanned it. The only thing it won't tell you is what color shirt they were wearing when they did scan it. Wow. You know, but it's, it's basically gives you, an audit trail of what's being copied, what's being printed, who, what, where, when, yeah. and we're working on why. Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because I have a client, had an employee, a trusted employee, who left 
and went and started his own company mm-hmm. competing and amazingly had all kinds of, of ammunition to really hurt my client. Right. Yeah. I wonder how they got that information. Well, today they have an option. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if there's, you know, any, any company that out there that has that concern, it's very inexpensive to get software to lock down your devices and go back. If this happened, like you had mentioned with your friend, they could go back and look at printing trends. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow, looks like uh, looks like Joe sure did scan a whole lot of stuff and print a whole lot of stuff. And let's see what those file names were and have a complete audit trail. Because without that, you have dead in the water. You're, you yeah. have nothing. Yeah. You can make claims, but you really can't go to court. You really can't. You can't do yourself. anything. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, we really do try to help mitigate risk uh, by implementing the, that type of software. Excellent. Yep. Anything else you want us to know about the future and how Milner is uh, addressing the future? Uh, not without giving some trade secrets away. Uh, but uh, I think, uh, I think no, we're, we're, we're really focused, like I said, on, on security. Yeah. Uh, we got some new products uh, that are going to be released, and uh, so we're excited about those. So, excellent. Mm-hmm. And I know that your uh, that your clients are very loyal. They're getting good service, good quality stuff, and we're one of your clients. Absolutely, we yeah, we, we love our stuff. So yes, we love our copier. That's Staples. Does it Staples? I don't know if it's Staples. Uh, we didn't check that box. I can make it stable. Oh, I bet you can. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> So, Patrick, if uh, any of our listeners wants to get a hold of you and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, start a conversation about how they mm-hmm. can eliminate inefficiencies and you know and do a better job of security and so on, how would they mm-hmm. do it? Yeah, just uh, uh, simply uh, hit our website www.milner.com, okay. uh, or they can uh, email me directly at p sutton s u t t o n at milner.com, and me and my team would be happy to help. Picking up your team. Tell me a little bit about you. Uh, you've got how many people on your team? I have 10 people on my team. And we cover uh, the 18 metro county area of Atlanta. And uh, we've also got a team up in uh, Athens, Gainesville. Basically, anything from Macon North, we handle out of this office. Now, yeah. Harvard Business Review says that you can't manage effectively more mm-hmm. than about six people. How I, do you do I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I block at least four or more phone calls a day. So that that's how I handle that. Is that how you do yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. I just don't answer the phone. Now, you've got some pretty experienced people, right? <laughs> they, can, they can handle things pretty well. Yeah, well, that, that plays back. That's actually a really great question. Mm-hmm. And that kind of plays back into the uh, amount of tenure uh, that I have. Uh, one of my top reps, has, uh, he just celebrated 30 years uh, last year. Quite frankly, he uh, needs very little help. Uh, I do go on some calls with him. Uh, to let him know, you know, I still work for the company. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, you know, these, these guys know what they're doing. They're experts at it. They're very good at it. So you don't find yourself going on a call with one of your reps wanting to just take over. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> not often. <laughs> that is very unusual for my clients. They, yes. uh, all the managers and, uh, just about, except for maybe you. That's right. Uh, have this, uh, need to take over the sales call from their sales rep. Yeah. Because they're not doing it the way they would do it. Right. Right. Yeah. But you trust your people so you can handle Absolutely. Them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're out there. They're looking for their, they're looking out for their prospects, right? They're looking mm-hmm. out for their best interest, getting a win-win out of this. Absolutely. That is uh, quite unbelievable 
uh, given the paradigm that we all have of what it's like to deal with a copier salesperson. Correct. So good for you all for changing that pattern up. Yes. Good stuff. So again, this is uh, Simon Says Let's Talk Business. And our, our guest today has been Patrick Sutton with Milner. Mm-hmm. And again, that was P. Sutton at Milner.com. Right? Did I get that right? That's me. Or www.milner.com. Got it. All right. Great. So Simon Says Let's Talk Business. And until next time, good selling. Mm-hmm.